Hey, so I'm in Midtown. Brandon Shields here. Today is Monday, June the 15th, and I want to welcome you to another episode of our podcast designed to help you practice the way of Jesus in a time of global pandemic and now social unrest. We're going to spend a couple of days this week talking about the importance of self-awareness, and I can think of no more important meta skill than that of self-awareness and self-reflection for a follower of Jesus. And so much of what we're encountering as we move out into the world is rooted in uh, our ability to see ourselves clearly and and really is uh, a lot of the things that we're experiencing emotionally, mentally, psychologically, spiritually come back to our sense of self-understanding. And so uh, I wanna just begin our time today um, with these words from Psalm 139, verses 23 to 24, the prayer of David to God. He says this, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And I think it's profoundly important to understand here that when David says, Search me, God, and know my heart, Clearly, he knows that God is all-knowing. He spent the entire psalm saying that there's you know, nowhere he can go where God doesn't see him. He's omnipresent. And there's nothing that God doesn't know about his person. He's omniscient. And so when David is asking God here, inviting God to search him and to know his heart, what David is asking for is actually for God to help him understand his own heart. He knows that God knows his heart but he wants to understand at a deeper level um, why he's anxious and where he may be offending God um, so that he can be led in the everlasting way of love. And so it's important to point out that self-awareness or um, self-reflection or self-clarity, however you want to call it, um, is ultimately rooted in love. This is not just an exercise in self-discovery for the sake of self-discovery um, so that I can get in touch with my inner self or whatever. It's really, at the end of the day, about love, about loving God and loving other people. In the history of the church, self-awareness has been hugely important. Um, from you know day one, the church, uh, you know, spiritual writers in church history have pointed out how important self-awareness is in the life of a disciple of Jesus. I mean, all the way back to the, <clears throat> the fourth century, St. Augustine wrote these words in his um, great classic work, uh, The Confessions. He says, how can you draw close to God when you are far from your own self? Grant, Lord, that I may know myself, that I may know thee. St. Teresa of Avila, uh, similarly, a couple centuries later, said almost all problems in the spiritual life stem from a lack of self-knowledge. And John Calvin in his tome, the Institutes in the 16th century, a place maybe we don't expect to find somebody talking about self-awareness, says this, our wisdom consists almost entirely of two parts, the knowledge of God and of ourselves. But as these are connected together by many ties, it is not easy to determine which of the two proceeds and gives birth to the other. So he says, we, we can't know God unless we know ourselves <clears throat> and can't really know ourselves unless we know God. More recently, um, uh, the 19, starting in the 1970s, uh, in the West, we've started to talk about self-awareness as well. There's been 
studies done and uh, different companies, different um, groups have studied self-awareness. One of my favorite books on self-awareness was actually put up by a lady named Tasha Yurik, who is an organizational psychologist. And this book, Insight, is all about kind of self-awareness and how we build self-awareness. And um, I find it really fascinating. She talks a lot about the impact of self-awareness on our personal well-being, but even our businesses. She says that um, there's millions and millions of dollars lost every year because executives fail to have just the basic skills of self-awareness. And she calls this the meta skill of the 21st century. And she defines self-awareness in her book as the ability to see ourselves clearly, to understand who we are, how others see us, and how we fit into the world. And she talks about kind of the difference between internal self-awareness, how we see ourselves, and external self-awareness, how um, we see others seeing us. And she goes on to talk about how self-awareness is a skill that can be developed. And, and I think this is really helpful. I think it's, it's just, you know, um, basic, you know, to uh, a basic pillar of, of kind of healthy relationships, a healthy business, healthy leadership teams. But when, it, when I use the word self-awareness and when I think the, the classic spiritual writers use the word self-awareness, I think they're using it in a more comprehensive way um, to describe this dynamic, this, this kind of paradoxical interaction between ourself and God's self. So self-awareness, again, just isn't about understanding and seeing ourselves clearly. It's understanding ourselves with reference to God. And so I think it's really the ability to see God seeing us and in God seeing us, we see ourselves, our true selves in Christ as Christians. And that enables us then to look back to God and to see God more clearly. And so self-awareness is this ability to understand ourselves in light of who God is, who God's created us to be, who God is redeeming us to be in Christ. And as we get that that clarity, because again, we tend to live in self-delusion. We tend to, as David's talking about, um, live with a distorted sense of ourselves, not really seeing ourselves clearly, not understanding ourselves with respect to ultimate reality. And so we live under these illusions, these spells um, that are not really true. And so the journey of, of self-awareness is really the journey to um, owning and, and kind of seeing ourselves in all of our kind of, um, you know, redemptive as well as our sinful possibilities and realities. And so it's the ability to see ourselves as gifted, to see ourselves as limited, to see ourselves as both deeply loved by God, but also sinners who need uh, redemption, also um, sufferers who need, who have wounds that need to be healed. So it's this fully orbed ability uh, over time to, to increasingly see ourselves as God sees us with all of our, you know, kind of seeing our story, seeing our personality, seeing uh, our identity, and allowing all these things to be transformed by God's grace as we surrender them more and more. We see ourselves, we see God, we surrender more and more of ourselves to God, and we allow Him to transform us. David Benner, in uh, one of my favorite books, um, writes this about this interplay, but he calls it the transformational knowing of self. And, uh, and he says this, he says, people who have never developed a deep personal knowing of God will be limited in the depth of their personal knowing of themselves. Failing to know God, they will be unable to know themselves as God is the only context in which their being makes sense. 
Similarly, people who are afraid to look deeply at themselves will, of course, be equally afraid to look deeply at God. For such persons, ideas about God provide a substitute for direct experience of God. Knowing God and knowing self are therefore interdependent. Neither can proceed very far without the other. Paradoxically, we come to know God best, not by looking at God exclusively, but by looking at God and then looking at ourselves, then looking at God and then looking again at ourselves. This is also the way we best come to know ourselves. Both God and self are mostly fully known in relationship to each other. So this is the journey of self-awareness, and it's critically important, especially in this moment that we find ourselves in, that we practice self-awareness and self-reflection and self-clarity so that we can understand how we show up in the world and why we show up the way that we do, right? Like we all have scripts and narratives and stories and personalities that are rooted in both our biology and our biography. And if we're going to show up well in the world, if we're going to experience real transformation, we have to understand our patterns. We have to understand how we've been formed, how we've been shaped. Um, we have to understand our social context, both historically, not that it's determinative, but it does, uh, it does shape us. And if we're going to disrupt those patterns and uh, take on new patterns, we have to spend time with ourselves. We have to spend time uh, asking God to help us know ourselves, to see ourselves so that um, we can um, experience the love of God transforming us um, as we really are. We can receive that love in an undefended state, right? Not seeking to protect, not seeking to um, hide, but but seeking to surrender um, that self to God. And, and, and in doing so, we find God gives us uh, our true self in Christ more and more as we um, lay those things down. And so I want to encourage you, um, this week we're going to spend some time um, talking about how we become more self-aware, how we grow in self-awareness. I'm going to give you two basic tools here over the next several days to help you um, do that. But I think really like this is something that just starts with desire. Do you want to grow? Do you want to see more of yourself? It can be a, a, a terrifying journey to come face to face with really who you are um, because we often don't like to see that part of ourselves. We like to live in an illusion, but reality is our friend and, uh, and we need to make friends with reality. And so I just want to close again with this, uh, this prayer of David and um, just wherever you're at this morning, I just want you to, I want to encourage you to use this summertime as a time to grow in self-awareness. Use this week as a launching pad to, to ask God to search you. And so let me just read these words of David again, and let's make this our prayer for today and for this week and for the weeks to come. Search me, God. Know my heart. Help me, God, to know my heart, to know myself as I really am, not the self I want to be, not the self that others want me to be, not the self that my parents want me to be, or my pastors want me to be, or my community wants me to be, but myself as I really am. Search me, God, know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This is the work of a disciple of Jesus, to grow in seeing ourselves as, as God sees us, seeing ourselves as we really are. And in seeing ourselves as we really are, we encounter God 
as he really is, the God who is in us, who is with us, who is for us, and who's committed to transforming us into the likeness of Christ. And so let's go on this journey together. Let's do this work of self-awareness so that we might learn to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. Grace and peace to you as you go throughout the rest of this day.